This is Solid Talk. Speaking out loud in depth. Check it out. Speaking out loud in depth. Cancel culture can't keep me in check. In front beginning, gotta tell us what's next. True believers, they can come and connect. Call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect. God bless you, family. Praise the Lord. My name is Brother Greg. This is Solid Talk, speaking out loud in depth. God is good. He is worthy to be praised. We are in part seven of this series, which is entitled The Seven Pillars of the Beast System. These seven territories um, where there is a spiritual battle going on. And this is the final one of the series where we are talking about culture. Right. We are talking about culture. And I'm not going to talk about this one for a few for too long for a few reasons. Uh, One is because it is extremely cold where I am (laughs) and I cut my heat off because I don't want to interrupt in the stream. So I'm going to go like an hour with no heat. And I really don't want to do that because I went outside. I shot a music video for about 10 minutes and my fingers were frozen. Right. I couldn't I couldn't even feel my fingers. I know some people that said they didn't have any power for hours. So let's pray for those people. That's one reason. The other reason is because I believe in the first six parts of this series, they all basically encapsulated culture, education, business, religion, right? All those different things that we talked about, um, family, all of that different type, all of that really comes together to really formulate and bring up culture, right? And so what I want to talk about a little bit tonight, we're going to talk about that, but I also want to talk about what is the culture of the kingdom of God? And I'm asking this question because something interesting uh, I thought about this week, that when you look at the word culture, and let's look at this really briefly, just to set the framework of this discussion. When you look at the word culture, The root word in culture is actually cult, right? C-U-L-T. That is the root word in culture, right? And so if we look at the etymology of, let's do first culture, right? Matter of fact, let's do, well, we here. Let's go ahead and knock it out. (laughs) So the origin, the root word comes from a Latin word. And I hope y'all can, oh, what in the world happened? Oh. All right, let me not try to do anything. I, th- I guess this is a picture. I was trying to highlight it. Let me just zoom in. Okay, when you look at the root word here, colere, it's a Latin word. It means to tend or to cultivate. And really, when you get into it, as far as culture is concerned, it's talking about the French translation culture and then Latin cultura which is like growing and cultivating, just like you have a culture of bacteria or you um, just cultivate something to make it grow, right? Culture, uh, culture, culture in French, all right? Culture in medieval Latin. So you see where this is headed. And if we look at the definition of culture, it says, make sure y'all can see this. It says, glory to the Lamb of God, it says, um, <clears throat> the arts and other manifestations of human intellectual achievement regarded collectively. It says re- a refined understanding or appro- appreciation of culture, right? Um, it also says, and this is probably what we're talking about more tonight, the customs, arts, social institutions, and achievements of a particular nation, people, or other social group. And there are a few other definitions here, biology and all that. We're not getting into that. We're talking about the typical definition of culture as we know it. So that's the the etymology of the word culture. And if we go to the etymology of the word cult, right? And I apologize if I can't say that word. Y'all know it's certain words I just can't say. (laughs) I'm from D.C. I got my Washington Commanders uh, hoodie on. You know, I told y'all I don't support the NFL like that. So I bought this from a hustle man. I just wanted to give him a little change. And I don't have any more sports gear. I basically threw just about all of it out. So I was like, let me go ahead and support this brother. Give him a little, give me a little Washington uh, Commanders 
That sounds like a spiritual word, <laughs> Washington Commander's jersey. So we look at the, the origin of the word cult, right? Cult. The same word. It comes from the Latin word colere. This time, no, when you start to break down the definition, it says inhabited, cultivated, and then it also says worshipped. So, and then if you go even further, the French word culte and then Latin cultus defines as worship. So there's a link between culture or even a cult and worship, right? Um, that means that culture can be religious. A cult can definitely be religious, right? And this is one of the things that I have been thinking about. I thought about this earlier this week <laughs> that uh, every ministry, for the most part, minus a few here and there, but the, the main ones I follow, every ministry that I follow primarily online has been accused of being a cult. As a matter of fact, if we want to be technical, when Jesus Christ walked the earth, his followers the people who became Yeshuaites, or in other words, Christians, the Bible says it was at Antioch where they were first called Christians, right? And that word Christian means a follower of Christ or to be Christ-like. The real root root of that is Yeshuaites. That's what they were calling them. And it meant followers of Yeshua or Yehoshua. And so basically what, it was, what uh, I found interesting is the ministries I follow, because of the context, I'm not really going to name them. But if y'all watch this, y'all know who I follow. Um, and they, they actually probably wouldn't mind, actually. But but anyway, they've all at one point or another been accused of being a cult, right? And I said, well, why is that? Why is that? Because Christianity is the number one religion, at least for now, in America, well, really, technically now, uh, humanism is the true number one religion in America right now, secular humanism. But as far as what we consider religion, Christianity is the primary religion. So what is it about these particular ministries that people are viewing them as a cult? And then I begin to really think about Christianity. Is Christianity a cult? If it is, why is it or why isn't it, Right. Because what are the, the, the markings of a cult? A cult, basically, um, and I just, I just closed the definition, but it's basically something where you pretty much, uh, a lot of times you're separated from your family, right? Uh, that's one big marking of a cult. The definition here says a system of religious veneration and devotion directed toward a particular figure or object. We do that in Christianity. We devote our worship to God, right? And, and, and let me be clear before I even continue with this conversation. I'm not trying to make the point that Christianity is a cult. I'm trying to pull back some layers so we can have a, a good discussion. It says another definition, a relatively small group of people having religious beliefs or practices regarded by others as strange or sinister. You know, the word of God says we're supposed to be peculiar. We're supposed to be set apart. Um, and finally, it says a misplaced or excessive admiration for a particular person or thing. So that's what the world defines as a cult, right? And, you know, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, let me be clear, B. I'm looking at your comment. Um, the, the word Yeshuaites uh, is not the same thing as the Jesuit, the Jesuits that we hear about today. Those are two different things. So just to be clear, um, there is a such thing called a such group called the Jesuits. That's different from the Yeshuaites, where they were first called at Antioch, right? And maybe I need to come in and verify that that's, <laughs> that that's actually what happened. But getting back to this point, um, I honestly think when you really look at what Christianity teaches to be set apart, 
to be separated from the world, to have no fellowship with unrighteousness, um, to go out and to make disciples, to um, deny yourself, to worship God, to basically do things that are countercultural. To the person who is a part of the mainstream culture, if you actually practice that, it can appear like a cult. The only thing to me that makes Christianity not a cult is the fact that it's actually true. <laughs> you know what I mean? It didn't say it in those definitions, but one of the markings of a, a cult, in my opinion, is the fact that it's false, right? Um, there are major religions, and because they're major religions, like for just for example, Islam, that is a cult, but nobody sees it as a cult because it has so many numbers numerically, right, that it's not a small faction. And I guess technically for something to be a cult, it would be like a small faction, right? But, um, you know, these particular ministries that I follow, I think the difference is that they actually practice a lot of what the Bible teaches, right? And to the mainstream person in society or to even the casual Christian, they perceive that as cult-like. You know, why, why are you spending less time with us? Why are you not drinking and partying like you used to? Why are you um, devoting all of this time and energy to God? Why are you denying yourself these things? All of these different things that what can't understand, the carnal mind can't understand. So when we talk about the culture of society, you know, we've pretty much fleshed that out in parts one through six. I want to talk a little bit about um, how that compares to the kingdom of God. Is there a culture to the kingdom of God? And if so, what does that even look like? What does the culture of the kingdom of God look like if there is one? I'm going to put this link in the description box real quick. And um, anybody can join in if you want. But I'm going to just say this. There's a huge war for the culture. We're in a culture war as we speak. I didn't even notice until just now when we listened to the intro song, how many times I referenced or said the word culture in that song, because the culture is basically where the battle is fought. That's where we're dealing with the, the, the thinking processes of what people think and what we're going to agree on. So if you really look at when I when I Google searched the word culture, right, when I when I went to Pexels and tried to find a picture for the thumbnail, it was a lot of eccentric things. I saw people with face paint. I saw people with, you know, dancing a certain type of way. I saw people with body paint on. I saw people doing certain type of rituals because all of this is what falls into a culture. But in America, we're unique because we have a system where we are considered multicultural, right? We are multicultural in America, which means that it's harder for us to really agree on certain things. So we almost, we have a culture, the culture of being American, but we can't even agree on that, right? So what do I mean by that? We have the 4th of July, we have fireworks, you know, uh, a lot of we can't agree on the 4th of July. Some people are against that. We have Thanksgiving. Some people are against that. We have uh, Christmas coming up. You know what I mean? We it, but we also have Hanukkah. We also have Kwanzaa. Um, we have all of these different type of things. Right. But it's such a diverse group of people that is harder to nail down. And so instead of really being the United States of America, more and more what we're seeing is that we're the divided states of America. You got one person who wants to venerate a statue of a former president, let's, or, or let's say even not a president, but let's say Christopher Columbus. And then you got another person who wants to tear down the statue of Christopher Columbus and put up a George Floyd mural, right? And I'm not saying either one is right or wrong, in this discussion. But what I'm saying is that there's a huge tug of war for the culture in America right now. And much of this tug of war is being done through symbolism and language. 
there's a reason why when we when you have Thanksgiving, it's not just Thanksgiving anymore. It's also Indigenous Peoples Day. And if you pay attention to what the White House acknowledges, this administration in particularly, they don't really even acknowledge Thanksgiving like that, but they do acknowledge Indigenous Peoples Day. OK, um, you you look at how um, certain factions of society are able to tear down statues or they're able to riot or they're able to just do anything without any type of consequence. It's because there is a shift that's happening and there are certain people that want the system to be destroyed. I have a friend. You can say he's pro black. Right. He's convinced that for black people. The system just does not work. Right. Even though there are black people who are able to survive in the system. He teaches kids. He's been teaching middle school for at least 10 or 11 years now. So he he basically has just figured out that there are certain kids that as far as he's concerned, they were doomed from day one. You know what I mean? They're uh, they're parents were or parent usually usually is just a single parent most of the time their parent was not there to um, give them what they needed that person's parent was not there to give them what they needed and so forth and so forth and if you want to take it all the way back to slavery where the dads were ripped away or families were bred and then intentionally separated you can do that right if you if you want but the point is um, the people who survive in this society, whether they be African or, or I don't read, whether they be black or whether they be Asian or whether they be Indian, what they're able to do is they're able to assimilate, right? Assimilate, and this is a, a, a feisty word. <laughs> assimilate doesn't mean that you lose your identity of who you are, because I'm sure when the Indian goes to work, he goes to work and he is able to function in corporate America. When he goes home, he can do whatever rituals or whatever religious practices he chooses, right? The Muslim, when he goes to work, he assimilates into uh, corporate America. They even do their prayers, right? And then when he's done, right, what happens is he goes home and he does whatever he does. Um, so I don't believe that the system is uh, broken per se. Um, what I believe is that people need to make a, a conscious effort to thrive in the system, right? And you have to define what thrive means to you. To some people, thrive means having your own, having your own. And to some people, thrive means living a luxurious life. But all of this is the battle for the culture, right? So the culture is playing out in all those things we mentioned, the media, okay, is playing out in the music, the television, is playing out in the news, because what, what it's aiming to do is to shift everybody's thinking into a particular agreement. And so if you're a born-again believer of Jesus Christ, what you're feeling or what you should be noticing is that the direction that the culture is headed right now is in a completely different direction than the Bible. I'm sorry, not the Bible, than, than uh, the kingdom of God. And the reason I said the Bible is because I was about to make a point how a few years ago, a couple years ago, they had listed the Bible as one of the most dangerous books in America. And so how did we get to the point where many Americans venerate the Bible. Even if you didn't read it, you had a Bible sitting in your house somewhere, a family Bible. Somebody in your family is a believer. They read the Bible. They believe the Bible. But now in 2022, 2020, whenever that was, if you talk about the Bible, it's viewed as a dangerous book. It's because the culture is trying to move in a completely opposite direction of God. The culture is moving into a carnal direction. The problem is the scripture says that the carnal mind is an enemy of God. It's that enmity with God. So what does that mean? It means that the ideas 
that are in the word of God, if you hold to those ideas, if they consider the Bible dangerous, a dangerous book, they're going to consider you a dangerous person just by default. Because a book in and of, I don't got my Bible down here, a book in and of itself is not dangerous because a book is simply just paper. But what's dangerous about any type of book are the ideas that are found inside of the book. So the ideology is what they don't like. It's not the book in and of itself. It's the ideology behind it because they know that the ideology does what it challenges the flesh it says that no you can't be just out here fornicating no you can't have uh you know frivolous cross reference sister wives and 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 polygamous polyamorous relationships no you can't just be a glutton right you can't but in the world they have mechanisms set up to go against that so they call it fat shaming somebody who is destroying their temple somebody who is not being a good steward somebody who is making their belly their lord right the bible says that we should do things in moderation but the world goes opposite of the Bible in almost every direction. If we go down the list of, you know, just some of the things that the Bible speaks against, it's almost completely opposite of our culture, right? And so where is culture formulated? How is culture maintained? How is culture lost? Because we weren't always this way. And if you think about it, what 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 has been the Trojan horse? What has been the thing that we allowed to sneak through to where your great 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 grandmother and grandfather they just loved the Lord and they was going to church every Sunday in church clothes and they were just Bible believing Christians to where now somebody's child today hadn't even stepped foot in the church. There are kids today who have never been to church, and it's not because they're you know, a different religion. I mean, that may be the case for some people, but they're just some people who are neutral, but somewhere down the line, right? Somebody like the faith was just lost. You know, a lot of people were raised in church and then they just never went back and then they had kids and they never took their kids. So there's no reverence. And if we look at the root word of culture being, being cult and they're being religious, that word that we learn in the definition, it says worship. So it all boils down to what are we worshiping? Kingdom culture is the worship of God through Jesus Christ. There's really no other way to, you know what I'm saying, to worship him. But I'm just qualifying that. It's the worship of God, right? That's that's what our king, kingdom culture is about. So our lifestyle should be a lifestyle of worship. It should be a lifestyle of Man, um, something about him or her makes it seem like their life is devoted to God. They sure do seem to talk about God a lot. I asked him how he got his promotion. I'm thinking he's going to tell me, oh, I worked hard on the spreadsheet. Oh, I, I was able to nail this presentation to the, to, the, to the boss. No, he said all glory to God. You know what I mean? She dresses a little bit differently. She doesn't seem to be kind of out there. She's not that that caught up in, in, in that Instagram look. She's not caught up with the BBL. She's not, she's, she's a little bit different. You know what I mean? He, he's not out here wilding out. He used to wild out, <laughs> but lately the last couple of years, I realized he's taking this thing a little bit serious. You know what I mean? What is that? It should be because we are what citizens of the kingdom of God. You only really follow a culture or, well, I guess you could follow a culture and not be a citizen, but generally speaking, you only really follow a culture when you're a citizen of that culture. So we're not even going to have an understanding of the kingdom of God until we become a citizen. We're not even going to be interested in practicing the things of the kingdom until we become a citizen.
So the question is, man, where is my citizenship? Is my citizenship in the world or is my citizenship in the kingdom of God? That's and and, and your citizenship should affect your culture and your culture should affect the way that you make decisions. The things that you do, the things that you're interested in, what you're not interested in, right? It should affect the places that you go. To pl- it should affect the practices that you do. It should affect what you choose to, you know, acknowledge or participate in. All these different type of things are part of culture. And so I'm gonna ask this question. I want to get the discussion started. Um, when did the great divide between mainstream American culture and Christianity begin? When was the main divide between mainstream American culture and Christianity, right? That's what I want to know. Now, I got a few things to say, but I'm going to let y'all answer first. But I guess in the meantime, I can just say you could almost make the case you know, was that ever the case? You know what I mean? Was that ever the case? Um, some people say the founding fathers were Christians. Some people say they were Freemasons. <laughs> you know what I mean? Some people say Freemasons can be Christians, right? I don't particularly agree with that because when you get deep into that, you're 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 outside of the framework of God, but. You know what I mean? That's what some people say. And so where where did this because we're in this culture war is going full steam ahead. What has really been what have been the haymakers that have really just allowed, you know, what I'm saying us to be where we are today? Um, I think television is one. I'm not saying it started with television, but I think television was big because with with television, what you were able to do is you were able to, because we're talking about culture, you were able to centralize everybody into one particular box, one particular image, one particular message, one particular piece of programming. You sit them in front when the TV first came out that you only had a few channels. They had probably like four channels. The TV used to go off late at night. It would cut off, let's just say like 10 p.m. or something like that. But as it has matured, as it went on, what we'll find is with the television, you get more channels and you get more what? What do they call it? They call it programming, right? The television is what introduced the programming. Of course, you got magazines. So so my answer, I think, is really just the media. I think the media has been one of the biggest haymakers. But you got magazines. You know, I was thinking about a couple weeks ago. And this is, oh, oh, my computer's about to die, y'all. Hang tight. I apologize. If I don't do this, it's going to cut off. Oh, that was a close call. <laughs> Man, that was a close call. Oh, my goodness. I'm sorry. This MacBook battery is so good. I'm not used to it cutting off on me, but... Man, now y'all know I'm old. I got to catch my breath for like the next three minutes. <laughs> I'm getting in shape next year. Check me in February. Watch. But, um, oh, man, I'm old. But what I was saying is um, the media, the magazine, 
And one thing I was thinking about, you know, obviously it's the destruction of the family as well. And I was thinking about how relationships are just so jacked up right now. And men and women don't even know how to relate to one another and stuff like that. But I was thinking about uh, the impact that pornography has had on our culture. And I was thinking about what it must have been like to be a dude before, like, obviously the internet, before magazines, before any of that. If you were a dude and you were interested in a woman, you had to pursue that woman. You know what I mean? You had to really, like, otherwise you were probably just going to literally like starve not literally starve to death but you were gonna <laughs> practically you know romantically starve to death and what i'm thinking about now is so much perversion is just available at our fingertips that it pretty much has made it so that there's no urgency with guys there's no you know it's this whole thing and we're not gonna get into this tonight but who is the prize between men and women, we're gonna have a discussion about that in the future. So I'm not gonna get into it, but it's like a, a battle nowadays instead of being on the same team. And what I'm finding is that the, is that it's resulting in less families, and less families is resulting in a weaker culture because what the family does is the family produces. Um, let's just call them neighborhoods or communities. And then the communities obviously make up the cities and the states and all of that makes up the culture. So you have this nucleus where when you have a family, ideally, they're usually of the same mind. But when you have all of this um, free for all, what's happening is everybody can have a different multitude of views. So you go to the Thanksgiving dinner Right. Y'all all got the same last name or similar names or something like that. And you got one person at the dinner table, real prim and proper. You got another person at the dinner table, got purple hair, a bullhorn nose ring, tattoos on their neck. You know what I'm saying? Spike haircut. <laughs> and you looking at this like, man, we're the same family, but we are completely different or at least for what is worth culturally, we're completely different. How is that even possible? It's because what these devices have been able to do, technology, I was talking about the TV, TV moved into the computers, computers moved into the smartphone and the internet. What it was able to do was it was able to, glory to God in highest, it was able to basically isolate everyone to become more of an individual okay and we should always be individuals basically speaking but i mean individual in the sense of i'm a lone ranger i have completely different views from my parents even though i was raised by them because instead of going by their tutelage i've gone by the tutelage of what i see on my phone was presented to me in my music was presented to me in the culture, right? And the culture is primarily influenced by the media, um, also the news, but that's a part of the media. So um, I believe as the religion has eroded away, uh, what has happened is, and, and when I say religion, I mean like people going to church and worshiping God as that has eroded away, we have moved into secular humanism, which is basically the worship of self. And that worship of self has caused everybody to only be concerned about themselves. So what that results in is a divided culture because we no longer have a collective interest. We only have individual interests. And when you have individual interests right there's usually no love because love is selfless it's not selfish so now we have a culture that doesn't have any love 
generally speaking, of course, there's a lot of families that still have love. But all in all, you know what I'm saying? It's just a culture that doesn't have any love. Um, and it's a strategy of divide and, and conquer. So when you have this, this culture of do what you want to do, it's basically no culture at all. So that's why I say America being multicultural, like the culture of America is really nothing. It's kind of rebellion, <laughs> if you really think about it, because one way to really figure out who you are or how or, or you know what I'm saying, to figure out like, say, what is my culture is to look at how other nations view you. So there's certain nations that when they see America, they view Western society as cancerous. They say, man, uh, what they got going on over there. Yes, it's a great country in terms of being able to make a living for yourself. Yes, many of them want to come here. But there's certain nations that do have a strong culture. They say, don't bring that Western ideology over to us that Western ideology being rebellion. More and more each day, it almost seems like our culture is LGBT. You know what I'm saying? It kind of feels that way. If you look at what the president prioritizes, if you look at um, what the stores and the companies prioritize, if you look at the main, some of the main topics that we are going back and forth with today, right? It's, it's that. And a lot of these other countries are saying, keep that over there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Keep that over there. And I don't blame them. So it's something for us to think about. You know what I mean? How are we perceived? So you have a culture of individuals, rugged individualism, um, a free-for-all, and it results in divide and conquer, right? This divide and conquer mentality, and that's where... Um, because at one point or another, you could argue that at least the culture had ties to Christianity, right? So there were certain things we just agreed on. What's a man? What's a woman? Um, what's right? What's wrong? Everybody didn't do it, but you just kind of knew this is right. This is wrong. <laughs> you know what I mean? Now, Certain people call evil good and good evil. And the Bible says, woe unto them who call evil good and call good evil. But that's where we've come. It's a it's an upside down, perverse culture. So, man, I'm just really thinking about it. I want to read a couple comments. Uh, B says the body of Christ is so many parts and members. Absolutely. You know. You can be an individual within a culture. See, that, that we have a kingdom culture, but what makes it a culture is the fact that we all have a central agreement of values and of goals, right? So whether you're a part of the body of Christ and you do missionary work or whether you do music or whether you're a preacher or whether you're a counselor, the main goal is to do what Jesus told us to do, which is to go ye therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, teaching them everything that I've taught you, right? So that's our goal. We do it in different ways, but we have the same goal. We worship the same God. Um, we do have the same agreement of what's right and what's wrong. And this goes back to the point Scripture says two can't walk together unless they be agreed. So in America today, culturally, we have um, we're trying to advance, but you got different people that are walk that are trying to walk in different directions and they cannot walk together because there's no agreement. And it's really just a matter of time unless there's some sort of revival. It's really just a matter of time before um, what, what Jesus says, a kingdom that's divided cannot stand. You know what I mean? Um, what are we really going to be able to stand on if we don't have agreement? We 
don't even take care of the people here in America as well as we could, yet we're giving billions of dollars to Ukraine. For what? Like this random Zelensky dude just comes here out of nowhere. Nobody knows who he is. He's just dressed up in some plain clothes. And he's constantly like on TV and in the media and in magazines while his country is supposed to be at war. I think Time Magazine or somebody named him Person of the Year. And he's constantly asking Americans for money and or to get involved in this war. And I'm just like, dude, we don't care about Ukraine. I know maybe I'm not supposed to say this as a Christian, but I really just don't care. And it's not that I don't care, but it's that we have things that we need to tend to. The average American doesn't even know anything about Ukraine. If you ask them to point to it on a map, I, I would bet mm, it's a little tricky now because we they've been in that war for like maybe like at least a year it feels so maybe people know a little bit more but I used to be a betting man and I probably would bet what would I feel comfortable losing for this particular bet because I know I would get it right but then you just never know I might bet about ten thousand dollars or fifteen thousand dollars that. If I went outside today and I took a hundred people and I asked them to point to Ukraine on a map, I'm willing to bet probably 60 of them, 60% of them would get it wrong. And when I say point to it, I don't even mean like get it exactly right. I just mean point in the, in the vicinity. They probably get it wrong. If I asked them, now, they probably know the president's name by now, Zelensky, but other than his name and the fact that they're at war with Russia, we don't know anything about this country, right? The average American. Yet, they had water issues in Flint, Michigan for, it seemed like, years. These people couldn't even get clean water. You got people, I think, down in Mississippi earlier this year or last year sometime they were having water issues. They couldn't get clean water. So what are we doing where you got people that we just had a winter storm that, where we're in the midst of a winter storm right now that I saw a headline has killed at least 11 people. So, and we're in the midst of inflation. Um, it, it, It's a multitude of things. I ain't got time to go down the list. <laughs> Y'all know what issues we got here. Yet, I'm talking like billions, billions of dollars. They're trying to pass a budget right now that's in the trillions. And, and it comes out of our taxes. So the Senate passes a $1.7 trillion budget. And how is that going to impact us? What is that going to go toward? $1.7 trillion. See, I think I think we have been hearing these numbers so much recently that it's like when you hear it, like you associate like millions with billions with trillions. Millions are completely different from billions. And billions are completely different from trillions, right? I don't, <laughs> a billion is like a thousand millions. And a trillion is like a thousand billions, right? And 1.7 is practically 2 trillion. So you're looking at 2,000 billion Millions. I might have got that. <laughs> I think I confused myself. But the point is, we underestimate how much money this is, which is coming out of your tax dollars if you pay taxes. It's coming out of that. It's coming out of that. And how is it going to impact your life? It's probably probably not. <laughs> probably not. It's probably going to be the same. 
but but we still gonna pay it anyway. And then they're gonna ask you to donate. Then everybody gonna have their hand out when you paying a, an insane amount of taxes. Organizations, people are still gonna be asking you for donations. I don't have an issue of giving, but I'm already giving. I gave you $1.7 trillion. What more do you want from me? So it's just one of these things. Um, but anyway, that's where we are with this culture. Um, let's go to one or two comments. B says, we have so much freedom in Christ. We have brethren in jails, in communist countries, in the streets, just anywhere and everywhere. You know what? We absolutely do, sister. I'm glad you made that point. Because I just made up my mind. I was talking about this the other day. I just made up my mind that I'm mad at the devil. I'm mad at the devil. Because uh, I just had a best friend die yesterday or the day before right i get what well, i found out yesterday that a childhood friend died right let me we're not best friends we were not best friends recently like i hadn't really we didn't hang out or anything i hadn't really spoke to him probably in like the last 10 years we we're social media friends but we were kind of like best friends first grade to 10th grade so he died i don't know how he died but i know that he lived a very tumultuous life. Um, somebody told me that a friend of theirs had a relative commit suicide. Somebody else, a friend of mine, told me that their cousin was found overdosed on drugs. They, they died from an overdose. They had relapsed. Not too long ago, I had a friend who died. I'm not sure how he died, but he was, he was heavyset. And he had health issues, so he probably died from some some disease that stemmed from gluttony. And all of this just in a matter of like a month. Really, the, the, the first ones I mentioned all were like in the same week. And I'm like, man, I'm just tired of the devil. I'm tired of him having his way with people. And a part of the reason why he's doing that is just like B said, we're not utilizing this freedom, this time that we have while we have it. Because one of the things we do know, consciously and subconsciously, as believers, is that we are countercultural. So we know if we really take a stand, then it's going to come with some fight. It's going to come with a fight, right? You know, if you walk into your job tomorrow, your job just put out some HR policy about something about, you know, like... Uh, unconscious bias or uh, gender inclusion or something like that, and you walk in and say a man is a person with these chromosomes and a woman is a person with these chromosomes, and that's all I'm saying, you're going to be in a meeting with EEO. You're going to be in a meeting with HR, right? So we know that. You know, that's why I say I don't mind being a small fry because I be on here talking crazy. I know people don't have the patience to sit and listen to me for like an hour or something like that. <laughs> Some people probably know like, oh, Greg got a YouTube channel. I see them, but they not, they ain't really going to take the time to really, you know what I'm saying, to do that. And really the truth is, I would say it anyway, because what I'm saying is true. But we ought to be wise as serpents, harmless as doves, do what we got to do to get the message across. Um. God bless you, Sister Susan. God bless you, Mr. Rogers. Glory to God. God bless you, Sister D. B says, I'm sad to see all the funny business. Yeah. The distraction and entertainment. Yeah. 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 You know what? Um, I appreciate that, Sister. Um, there was the initial shock of seeing it on your timeline i woke i happened to wake up at like four something in the morning and i you know you ain't got nothing to do so i just went on instagram and the first thing on my on that popped up was his friend um putting up that message and so it's just this initial shock of like man like like dang this dude died so, I, so i'm just like man what you just don't you don't expect to see it in hindsight i don't know why i'm surprised that i'm seeing it but you when you see it, you don't expect to see it. 
Um, so it's just being blown. You know, I wasn't particularly like just like super sad because as I said, we weren't really close at this stage of our lives, but I was I see his mother here and there. You know, I, I see his mother more recently than I've even seen him. And um and he seen my mother. You know, he walked, he stopped past my mom's house. I guess he was in a neighborhood and at first she didn't even recognize him because he looked so different. And then he was like, Miss Brown. And then then she recognized him and they sat and talked for a little bit. Cause we used that my house used to be the video game house. So we would hang out, play video games, play basketball. Um, but we grew apart. He was like 10 times cooler than me. And I think I just didn't make the cut. <laughs> but that being said, um, it's just like, man, he always kind of had that trait. So even though I was kind of surprised, I really wasn't when I when I when I came to my senses, I was just like, I didn't expect to see that. But it's not out of completely out of the frame of mind. You know, he had been to prison for armed robbery and you know, he spent like seven years in there, then he went back in right after that and then he got out and he seemed to be doing okay. And the thing about it is, y'all know I don't care about this too much, but as a black man, I just feel like you shouldn't be dying at like 38. You know, he's about to be 39. You just, it's it's like, man, if you made it past 27 or even 30, I give you 30. If you make it past 30, you just really... It shouldn't be dying. And I don't know, I don't know how he died. So I'm kind of assuming that it was either a drug overdose, a car accident, or somebody killed him, right? If I had to guess, um that's hard. Like I'm making assumptions at this point, but uh, I mean, I know he smoked weed. I think he drank lean, but I don't know. I mean, if he did those two, so maybe my front runner would be like drug overdose and a close second would probably be murder. Um, but I really don't know at this point. It's just assumption. But I just feel sad for his mom. Um, no mother wants to hear that news. She has two other sons, but still, um, that's her firstborn. And even if it was, a, you know, regardless of where they were, as a parent, you just don't want to bury your child. But it's just unfortunate that we have these um, curses that are over these communities. And the only way to break that curse is through Jesus Christ. So it's, it's hard. We need to be compassionate because we all come from somewhere. Yeah, we do. I definitely need more compassion. That's 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 for sure. <laughs> I need more compassion. I'm gonna try to be more compassionate in 2023. But man, we're wrapping up this series. Next week will be the last solid talk of the year. Looking forward to it. I guess I'll do it at the regular time. I know folks will be preparing to go out and stuff like that or whatever y'all do. And that's fine. Do what you do. We'll hang out for a little bit. 20 minutes, 30 minutes, if it, if it gets good. I kind of talk about at least my year. I want to hear really how y'all years went. I want y'all to join in to the conversation next week, but I know folks are shy. Like, folks don't want to be the only one on and stuff like that. Yeah, it could be anything. could be road rage. Yeah, you never know. But, um, you know, folks are shy, so I get it. But, yeah, we'll just be talking about what to expect moving forward. Um, recapping the year. Uh, there's a lot going on. I won't start tonight. I'm not going to start tonight. Next week, Lord willing, I'll be on unless somebody give me some plans. If y'all give me something to do, I'll cancel it. <laughs> if somebody give me something to do, somebody want to hang out or something, but otherwise, I'm going to be... Oh, you know what, Trini, real quick, Trini said the poke is getting a lot of folks. I thought about that as a, as an option, too. In a way, in a way, and, and just to explain that comment, 
Trini is talking about the childhood friend of mine who died. I was looking at the possible ways he died. And what Trini is saying is that it could have been a jab, which is getting a lot of folks, which I, I know that that's the case. It's happening to a lot of folks. He, in a way, struck me as the type of person to not get the jab. But at the same time, you never know, right? You just never know because there's a lot of fear. There was a lot, but he he kind of was, even though he's very mischievous since a child, you know, bad, so to speak, he was kind of conscious in a sense of he had something on his mind, right? This dude, very smart, very handsome. I'm just saying this objectively. Very gifted in basketball. Ve you know, tall, like probably one or two inches taller than me. He's probably like 6'3 or 6'4. Um, you know, stayed fresh, had all the girls, all of that type of stuff. So I think we even became friends because we were just kind of grouped together because we were in a, in a more advanced reading than the other classmates. So it was like three of us that were on a different book. But I say all of that to say that even though he kind of took on his thug identity when he grew up or like this, I guess it'd be thug. I don't know what else to call it. But he 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 actually had a really strong intellect. And because of that, he was kind of insightful. And he started making music. You know, all of us make music. We just, we black, so we rap, right? I'm black, so I rap. <laughs> he started making music. And, um, you know, some of it was had, some of it was poetic. Some of it was insightful. So if I had to guess, I don't think he probably got the jab. But as I said before, you never know, because that's a personal choice that people make. And... He could have made it. But I feel what you're saying. I feel what you're saying. D says, sounds like a victim of the culture. He took on this culture. I, th I think he just really wanted to just maximize this life. He just, I mean, he was just infatuated with vanity in some regard. Like he just loved expensive clothes he would steal stuff, steal money. He just used to steal. <laughs> you know what I mean? We go to Six Flags and he's stealing sodas. He went to Six Flags. He stole a whole pizza. You know what I mean? So Not a whole pizza, but like, you know, like two slices of pizza. So that's just how he was. He just kind of took the world, took, took whatever he wanted by the horns and just was greedy. You know what I mean? Just greedy. So... He wanted to find the things in life. He wanted the lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. So it's just tragic. Like I said, I'm sorry for his mom. Um, she's a nice lady. So anyway, that being said, Lord willing, we'll be back on next Saturday for our final solid talk of the year. Just go and chop it up a little bit. Might be 15 minutes. Y'all make it interesting, it might be an hour, but uh, just come on and kind of close the year out and thank and praise God just for being God, just for getting us through. This year went by so fast. Um, and talk about what we want to do next year. Come with your ideas next year, what you want to see out of this YouTube channel, out of this ministry. I definitely am going to be switching a bunch of stuff up. I haven't really figured it out yet. I'm still seeking the Lord in prayer, but probably going to be less live streams, more static uploads, um, short films. We'll talk about it next week. So that's all I have in this Solid Talk family. Hopefully, you know, we had a good time hanging out. You all take care and be blessed. Culture can't keep me in check And from beginning gotta tell us what's next True believers they can come and connect Call in or even come as a guest And show each other respect I keep it solid I'm dropping knowledge Wisdom understanding just like you done went to college Devil know we working His goal is to try to stop it Helmet of salvation and shield of faith that'll block it Controversial topics just to keep it honest Truth hit hard just like it's a blunt object Culture living 
living godless I can't even call it We in the last days Babylon is falling Don't kill the messenger I can't mess with ya Points got a plethora This life will keep on testing ya Let's walk and get the best of ya I'm trying to tell you bruh Only a the Shelby say We trying to get the rest Speaking of ya Speaking out loud in depth Cancel culture can't keep me in check And from beginning gotta tell us what's next True believers they can come and connect Call in or even come as a guest And show each other respect Spiritual wickedness in high places Trying to cause division with the people and the races Jesus gave commission, say go out to all the nations So we streaming live on television and the stations No, we taking off like asteroids up in the spaces The cross was Eddie Murphy, then I grow we trading places The lost must understand that we cannot be void of graces So we preach it to a generation that is faithless Understand his greatness, ancient of the ages Written on my heart, the red letters of the pages the blood of jesus covers all my sin and it erases i pleaded and believe it so it covers all my bases speaking out loud in depth cancel culture can't keep me in check and from beginning gotta tell us what's next true believers they can come and connect call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect Try and keep my sanity amongst calamity Social media nothing more than narcissistic vanity PC culture on a mission and they try to cancel me But I know Jesus gonna keep me covered like a canopy Blood give me amnesty, no I can't handle me Not where I wanna be, but best believe I plan to be Flesh wrestle against the spirit, main event and slambery So I need him every day, this daily, weekly, annually Iron sharp as iron, so I'm strengthened by my brethren We may not meet down here, but guaranteed the link in heaven, the born again and righteous are the ones he's gonna let in, let's keep the faith and be amongst the saints when they step in.